So when I was a child, my parents took me to church. Um, and at the church where I grew up, the pews were really, really long and dark. And it was a great place to crawl underneath the pews. <laughs> it's a wonderful thing to be in church as a child, to grow up with the generation surrounding us. Um, back then, and it must have been, you know, second grade or so, uh, our family always sat in the seventh pew on the right-hand side. Um, and about two pews back was Mr. Goodyear. I mean, he always had a vest on um, because he was one of the volunteers at church. Um, and despite whatever I was doing underneath the pews or crawling on my parents, he always smiled at me. A wonderful memory of a parishioner not pointing fingers or telling me not to misbehave, but one who just loved me and loved seeing children in church. We have people in our lives who make a difference in our faith journey, whether it's childhood or adolescence. For me, it was Mr. Beachy back then, my acolyte trainer. But then later on, when I was moving from law to the priesthood, it was Jeff Milliken. He was and is a priest in New Orleans, and he helped me when I was trying to figure out what God was doing in my life, who God was and is to me what God's call on my life meant. He was my spiritual director, a fellow pilgrim who prayed with me, listened to me, and who shared my life's journey from lawyer to priest. I love reading scripture, and one of my favorite things to observe in the stories about Jesus and his life and ministry are the disciples. When the disciples bickered, when they followed, and when they questioned, when they adored Jesus, and when they denied him. In our reading, Jesus is with the disciples, and in a moment of teaching and conversation, asks them, who do people say that I am? And then he asks them, who do you say that I am? The disciples and Peter, they had time to weigh their response, to think, about all their experiences of Jesus and who he was. It's as if Jesus is asking the classroom a question and Peter raises his hand. He confessed that Jesus was the son of the living God, the Savior. Now many people spend years in study and in worship. They serve by volunteering their time and talents and after a long journey, thinking about the world, thinking about how religion, how Christianity play into it, they say, Jesus is the Savior. Jesus is the Son of God. It's the right answer. The answer we find in the sweep of Scripture from Genesis to Revelation. And it's the answer that we profess every Sunday in the words of the Nicene Creed. But take all of that away and imagine Jesus looking at you, holding your eyes, and then asking you, who do you say that I am? It's a question with an answer, but it strikes deeper into the heart, mind, and soul. It's an answer that demands not just words, but a decision 
a decision to be thankful and order one's life. I will love God with my whole heart, my whole mind, with all of my strength, and I will love the people around me as I yearn to be loved. Even with this thoughtful and amazing answer and decision, this confession of faith, even when it's made earnestly, perfection is not attained. Remember Peter, who thoughtfully proclaimed Jesus as the Messiah and who was blessed as a foundation for the early church. He couldn't carry his profession, his confession, through Jesus' persecution. It was Peter who in the end denied Jesus and did so three times. He had plenty of time to think about what he was doing and in a sense recanted his faith. Do you remember what Peter did after his third denial, after the cock crowed? He remembered Jesus had predicted what would happen. And Peter went out, and he wept. But the story didn't end with Peter's tears and remorse. Peter went out, and he found his community of faith, his friends, the fellow disciples. They gathered together. They embraced one another. And they looked to one another for support in trying to piece together what happened to Jesus. Peter and the disciples were together, Jesus appeared to them and told them to go out and teach. Baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, he said. And as you teach, remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Peter's ministry echoes into our own experiences, not just his alone, but the disciples, the apostles who walked a journey together, challenging one another, helping one another, being in relationship with one another, and working to articulate, to profess, that we are saved through Jesus. Today is Rally Day, a day filled with fun, filled with fellowship. The generations gather together, friends and family, fellow pilgrims on the way more than a water slide, which I understand is out there, or a watermelon that the youth will have an activity with. It's a community, a parish family. We walk with one another through the right answers and through the denials, through the times when we weep and the times when we rejoice. It's important It's important in this life to spend time with people of faith. People like Jeff Milliken. The people who give of their time and energy so that each one of us might seek and find answers. Maybe that's the work that you can get about this program year. Think of the great people in your life who have influenced your faith, who have helped you see God, and then wonder, what must I do? What must I learn? How must I be 
so that I can be a vessel for God's grace in this world, in this parish family? What is it that I need to know and experience so that I can teach, so that I can show people that Jesus brings healing and wonder and whole relationships and deep, deep joy? That Jesus brings power for us to live beyond our own selfish ways and into people who give generously, who promote peace, and who are moved by mercy to help everyone they can. The spiritual life has its triumphs, moments of incredible love, long paths to conclusions about real truth. The spiritual life has its failures, forgetting God's work in our lives, moments of doubt, and times of trouble. The good news is that Jesus is with us, always and everywhere in our journeys, sometimes in our thoughts and prayers, in our hearts, but often in the words of the people around us, in their support and care. So imagine Jesus looking at you in your eyes. Imagine him loving you. And respond to his question with faith, with joy. And then be aware of and engage in the spiritual practices offered through our community of faith called Trinity by the Cove, so that you forget not your love and hold fast to the reality that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of the living God, and with us always. <laughs>